The Forum at 8 on SAFM. It's nine minutes after eight here on AM Live. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning and time now for the forum. And this morning we are discussing proposals to raise the controversial 30% metric pass mark. Uh, and this is a requirement that has obviously caused great conversation and debate. And there's also another suggestion, that of scrapping a life orientation as an examinable subject at grade 12. And these are among some of the issues that we will be discussing this morning as we are Ask you on the forum this morning, will suggestions to increase the pass mark from 30% improve the quality of education in South Africa? And joining us for the conversation is Mr. Elijah Mtlanga, spokesperson at the Department of Basic Education. Thanks for your time this morning, Mr. Mtlanga. Good morning, Sakina, and uh, thank you very much for the opportunity. Professor Rukshana Osman is a Professor of Education and Dean of the Faculty of Humanities at Wits University. We appreciate your time as well. It's a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. And to our listeners, the lines are open as they always are during the forum, 0891-104-208. You can also tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. And if you like, you can send us an SMS to 34701. Now back to the matter at hand. Now, uh, Mr. Mfanka, let me start with you. This issue of a 30% pass mark has obviously been quite a monkey on the Department of Basic Education's back. And just talk to us about the committee that was set up and also the proposals that they came up with? Well, uh, Fakina, the minister set up the task team last year uh, with a view to having them uh, consider various issues that uh, were being raised uh, in the public arena regarding uh, the national senior certificates. But one of the things they had to look into was the whole issue of the, um, the, 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 the pass requirements for grade 12, uh, but also to consider whether mathematical literacy should be separated from maths, and also to have a look at life orientation. So the 30% thing that you're talking about is a very, very small component of what they were talking about and what they were investigating, because there's this general misunderstanding, which I think even in your intro it came through, that there is uh, one common pass uh, requirement for grade 12, for one to exit the schooling uh, system into a different life, perhaps at higher education institution or elsewhere. But it's not the case because there's, uh, there are requirements for, for, for bachelor's uh, degree, there are bachelor, uh, there's a requirement for diploma, and there's also for, uh, for senior certificate, the basic one. So it's not just one common pass, uh, pass, pass mark for, for, for grade 12. It's, it's, it's not the case. Mr. Mthanga, I think I understand that very well, but I think the contention here is that 30% for any um, uh, requirement is too low, and and the suggestion has been there that that ought to be raised regardless of what it will get you entry into. In fact, it was 25% in the past, and then this government raised it to 30%, and now the time has come for us to look at it again. What I think is not being understood uh, is the fact that there is no longer higher grade or standard grade. And I think that's where the confusion is coming through, because the issue of the actual figures themselves 
they are very clear. It shows what it was in the past when converted from high grade to lower grade. And uh, in this setup, you don't have the higher grade or standard grade. You have these three broad categories uh, for, for pass requirements. And uh, one of the passes is, is 30%, but even there, it's not just for any subject. It's for a specific subject. Um, uh, which then allows you to go through having passed the other subject with a different uh, different uh, pass, uh, percentage. So we, we also need to, to now um, move on to say what now, since the, the task team has investigated and found that, in fact, we are not far off the mark. That's why even them, in their proposal, if you read the report, they are not saying we should raise it to 50%, as people have been saying. And um, just uh, b- because I just want to move on because our listeners also want to comment on this um, with regard to life orientation as an examinable subject. Uh, talk to us about the findings there. Uh, on life orientation, their task was to evaluate uh, if there's value add for, for life orientation and to perhaps you know determine if life orientation should be uh, an examinable subject or not. So what they said was that uh, uh, it, it, it should be reviewed, uh, particularly for grade 12, that it shouldn't be examinable um, uh, because they feel that it, it, uh, it dilutes the, the performance of the learner, particularly when you focus on the top six subjects. Uh, but if, if it were to be removed and not be examined at grade 12, it would mean that um, the, the the curriculum workload that they would have to to do would would change slightly. So that's one of the things that we are currently considering because we need to consider carefully the practical implementation or implications rather of of implementing uh, the, these recommendations. Now, uh, uh, Professor Osman, uh, you know, listening to what uh, Mr. Mthanga is saying, and also just looking at uh, the proposed changes by the committee, how is this likely to impact on the quality of education? Is it likely to improve? Um, Sakina, it's very difficult to say that there'll be a causal connection between the change in the past, uh, change in the past mark or doing away with life orientation and the quality of education will improve because, as you know, quality is impacted upon by several factors, um, including the two that's under discussion in this point. So maybe what could happen, but also this we'll see in the long term, we won't sort of see it immediately in the next exam or in the following year exam, but what could happen is that at least there's a symbolic um, uh, signal that 30% is not good enough. Now, I'm, I'm with you on this one. I would have imagined that the 50% applied to all exit exams and not just the one that's taking, into, uh, taking you into higher education. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I mean, you know, just that particular one as well, the 30%, 50% uh, pass mark uh, issue, it has been something that South Africans have, in fairness, misunderstood to a degree. But again, the benchmarking, you know, 
who should we be benchmarking ourselves against? And is it a stretch too far to say, let's peg it at 50% as opposed to moving slightly up at 40%? Why can't we just go to 50%? There should be, in my view, there should be no question about it, that it should go straight to 50%. And mostly it's about what we expect of our kids, what we expect of our education system. It's more about answering those questions. Leaving it at the 30 and the 40 is, is signaling that actually, you know, we, 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 we're quite comfortable with mediocrity and that's where we want to, want to be. So I think moving in the direction of 50 is uh, a good uh, a step in the right direction. Insofar as life orientation goes, I mean, that's a very complex question about, so do you do away with it? Do you keep it in? Um, the counter, uh, there's an argument which could go something like this that actually if you do away with it and it's not an examination subject, then it means uh, kids will not take it seriously because they are in a system that is um, a test-driven system, okay? Mm-hmm. And so once you take, uh, once you take the um, examination uh, issue out of it, then students and teachers will take it less seriously. On the other hand, just by having it as an examination subject does not mean that it is treated as a serious subject. It's just treated as something that needs to be passed through and get, got done. Now, Mr. Maslanga mentioned that uh, one of the factors being taken into account is that it may decrease the workload a little bit because the grade 12 schedule is extremely tight for young people and for teachers. So that might be one positive effect, but I'm not sure that having it as a not examinable subject will give it the value that it does deserve. And I think in a country such as ours, where we pride ourselves on our democracy and being a nation where children can think critically, um, live in diverse societies and imagine a world that is um, fair and just, life orientation becomes a very important subject. But this obviously then poses many other interesting questions. I spoke to my daughter about this, for example, and she's now in grade eight. And I asked her about life orientation specifically, looked at the books, and I asked her what her view was on this. And she says, well, we do the same thing every year. Mm. So... Surely that is problematic, Mr. Mklanga, mm. because we can't just have a subject there for the sake of it mm. when even the children are recognizing that there isn't much value. Mm. Yes, that's what we are debating. That's why even the task team itself could not uh, reach a consensus on which way to go because there's one group of people that believes in the content that life orientation has and uh, the benefit thereof. Um, maybe we need to look into the content to say how do we change or how do we um, make sure that the the content that they are dealing with uh, is different as they progress from grade to grade. But there's no denying that um, you know what they are learning in life orientation is important, and that there have been uh, input from two sides: one saying that it's not important, and the other saying it's important, keep it. That's why even as a department, we are currently discussing all these recommendations. We have not taken a decision. It's good that we have this discussion here now, but uh, no final decisions have been taken.
Well, and we'd want you to weigh in on this conversation as well. 0891104208, that's the number to dial. You can also tweet or Facebook us at Sakina Kamwendo or at AM Live on SAFM, SMS us on 34701. Our question this morning on the forum at 8, will suggestions to increase the pass mark from 30% improve the quality of education in South Africa? And I think therein is the crux of the matter, really, the quality of education, because it's all good and well to say let's move it up to 50% but what about the quality? Are our teachers really up to the task? Does our curriculum actually support what we want to see coming out as products at the end of 12, now 13, maybe going on to 14 years of schooling? These are the questions that we are grappling with this morning. 891 Let's speak to Professor Chris Lansberg. Good morning. Uh, thanks, Akina. Thanks for having me. I, mean, I, I don't want to comment on the 30-50% debate. I, mean, I think uh, you've got people with great authority who can address themselves on that in a very important point. But let me range in on this debate about life orientation. I think Professor there was starting to allude at a point um, that I support. I think the idea of scrapping life orientation in a country with our socioeconomic skills um, and social issues um, is as dangerous as this myopic idea that we can turn every scholar in South Africa, given the background that uh, they come from, into a mathematician and a scientist. Sometimes I think the realism, the, 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 the realistic nature of who we are and where we come from goes out of the window. So here is my proposal. Let's separate the manner and the quality uh, of the content in which life orientation is currently, currently being presented at school from the importance, the strategic importance of the subject, and lift, let's lift it to a status and a standard that is equal to that of science and technology. Mm-hmm. We have a country with a social crisis, and life skills orientation is more important. Isn't it ironic, finally, Sakina, just briefly, isn't it ironic? that the subject we want to get rid of at school is gaining is, 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 uh, currency after school at executive level, government level, sports level, all levels. You now have companies investing in mentors coming in, life skills coaches coming in. This is a more important subject than we realize. And your question was pertinent. Who are we comparing ourselves to? Who would we like to be? And Prof, before you go, I, I totally agree with you. But don't you think then that the answer would lie in the curriculum in terms of the importance that we give to a subject like life orientation? At the moment, it would seem as though it's almost just, you know, something that we feel is necessary. Let's put it there. But we haven't given it the necessary importance in terms of uh, conveying the sort of life skills that we want. Absolutely. Two important response to what you say. First of all, you are absolutely right. We, we are now denigrating a subject because we've given it shallow content for students. In other words, we've given it almost meaning, meaningless status, right? And now the subject must pay the price. More importantly, the fact that when a matriculant comes to university and life orientation is the only subject on that list of subjects um, the matriculant did, university entrance and it only counts half of the so-called M score that others is testament to the fact that we don't not treat it. So I think you are spot on. The answer lies in us 
beefing up the curricula and the status of this highly, highly important subject. I would like to have a debate with my good friend Paul Jonathan Jensen Wednesday, well, one day who says he would never compromise on insisting that all school kids in this country should do uh, maths and science. I would like to make the case for life orientation, by the way. Well, salivating at that prospect, and we'll certainly try to set it up. Thank you so much, Professor Chris Landsberg. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue taking your calls, 891 This morning, we are asking, will suggestions to increase the pass mark from 30% improve the quality of education? And throw in with that, you know, a raft of other suggestions that were made by the committee, uh, one of those being the scrapping of life orientation as an examinable subject at grade 12. Thanks so much for tuning in this morning. World suggestions to increase the pass mark from 30% improve the quality of education. This, amongst other proposals that have been put forward by a, a task team set up by the Department of Basic Education, is what we are discussing this morning. So let's just breeze through a few more calls before we come up to news time. Uh, Lebu in Parktown, good morning. Hi, hi, Sakina. Uh, I'm not a professor, but I'd like to throw in or, or run a question. Is the language uh, question being um, raised in that uh, study or the report that you're referring to, uh, I'm talking here from pure ignorance and pardon my ignorance. There's a very important um, uh, uh, critical uh, aspect here when it comes to African languages. It's very sickening to see that as a parent, I have to teach my kids Afrikaans every night. Language that I don't understand. This day and age, why is the Department of Education ensuring that the majority of, this, of South Africans enjoy the language of preference? Why? But is this not a school policy? Yeah. Is this not dis- determined at school level? Uh, well, I'm coming to that. Mm-hmm. Does, 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 does the Department of Education treat public schools and pri- uh, sorry, public schools and private colleges, private schools differently? Do they have rules? Uh, different for private schools and, and, and public schools. Because if that's the case, this is a serious disjuncture. I think the department will need to standardize and make sure that all schools, regardless of private or whatever, they dispense and give opportunities and preference to African languages equally. Because it's incorrect that this day and age I still have to try to teach my kids Africans that I don't understand. Why okay. wouldn't that be given preference as well? I got you, JJ. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll wait for sure. the opportunity sure. for uh, Mr. Sure. Mzanga to respond to that. JJ in Pulukwane, good morning. Thank you. Good morning, Sakina. Um, let, let, let me indicate one thing. It, it's only that the apartheid education, the problem on the Bantu education was the content. And the, 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 on the other side, the content was good. But the problem now is not a pass mark. It is what we want to do with the pass mark. You will remember uh, we had what we called first class, second class, third class in the past. And the marks that we are talking about now, they were assigned to those grades. In the third class, you were having 33 and 1%. In the second class, you were having 40 to 59. And the first class um, from there upwards. So those were the grading. First class, second class, third class. And what did it mean? It meant the one who gets 33 and 1% qualified 
to go to FET. It was not FET by then, but now it qualifies to go to FET. The one with 40 to 59 qualifies to go to a technicon, which we call a university of technology now. And the other one was a qualification to go to the university. There is nothing drastic that has changed. It's only that the party that has come with this type of education, I, I mean this we're talking about now, it's ANC and nobody agrees with the ANC. The marks, as I say, FET takes you to, uh, 33.1% takes you to FET, 40 to 59 takes you to Technicon, and the other one takes you to the university. I don't know what the biggest problem is now. Okay. Got you there, JJ in Pulukwane. Our question today is, uh, there are suggestions, of course, that a subject like life orientation should be done away with as an examinable subject at grade 12 level, and also to raise uh, the pass mark from 30% to something higher, say at least 50%. But uh, what we want to know this morning is whether you think that suggestions to increase the pass mark, for instance, from 30% will actually improve the quality of education. What are the issues that we ought to be focusing on here this morning? And we are speaking to Mr. Elijah Mflanga, who is spokesperson at the Department of Basic Education, and also Professor Ruxana Osman, Professor of Education and Dean of the Faculty of Humanities at Wits University. I just want to run through a few more calls and then revert to the panel. Let's go to Anonymous in Durban. Good morning. Morning, morning. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Firstly, Firstly, I just want to uh, to really, really um, uh, think that you know raising um, um uh, the bar would definitely you know bring um uh, bring up better you know uh, more good than than harm. But secondly, um uh, I feel that um I know the guy from uh, education. I I I feel a caution of always people wanting to you know to always defend states right, but actually reality is you not know, saying something else because I would love actually an input from the professor from Vitz, uh to 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 just um, actually. Uh, Give us more like on the on the issues of, of of like students who are doing masters and stuff where the rest I mean where most of them come from because we I understand because I'm I'm in Durban then we have got you know like a number of, of of foreign students who actually are the ones who are doing masters and going further with their with their studies. If you look now at their at their um uh, education, you see that you know a pass mark is is. Nothing less than fifty, and and really, really for 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 us to be even debating that you no, know, we should raise it. I just think really, really, it's really, really undermining uh, the young people who are in this because I think we deserve better. We should be tra- we should be trained to actually start hard and and actually work more. One suggestion though, which I have been looking at uh, with the local um uh, my educational system, which I I don't really really see comparing to the other neighboring countries. You see, um, like for example, an education system in Zim in Zimbabwe, um. At 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 the eighth year of your of your schooling, that's like form one. People are now introduced to real practical subjects, which even if they don't do very very well in other you know other academic subjects, they are actually able. They are better equipped to when they finish metric or all whatever for them to pursue those things like agriculture, uh, metal work, woodwork. Uh, we get there are so many things that you can do. Fashion and fabrics. So all those things, I think they are things that really, really need to be taken seriously. But the raising of the, of the past month, definitely we need that. It's long overdue. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Anonymous in Durban. Grant, you calling us from Cape Town. Good morning. Good morning, Shakira, and good morning to your guests. Welcome. 
So, you know, you know there's, there's, I've got a big problem. I, I, I also agree that, that the education, the, the pass mark, uh, should be raised. But the, the one big question is, what is the pass mark of our teachers that are studying at university? Uh, my my wife is studying. She's, she's 36 years old. She started doing her teaching degree about 18 months ago. And what she has shown me, she showed me some of, of, of the results coming from from students that she's working with at, at college. And I think if parents were to see what some of these teachers are getting as grades in university, you'd be quite scared to think that these people are actually going to be teaching your children at school. So I, I think that the pass rate or the pass mark for, for teachers themselves, should that should be raised first. Mm, I get you there, uh, Grant. Thank you so much for that comment. Uh, Mohammed in Barberton. To yourself and to your guests and to your uh, listeners, the, the, the question uh, about raising the mark, if we do that in isolation, it means nothing. There are, there are, the question is in what, would, what, what is required to raise the mark, and this comes perhaps from five areas, from tertiary education in teaching, from the department, from the parents, from the students, and from the school. When the investigation from the uh, relevant uh, education department can show us that the performance has reached a level where 50% is no problem to pass, then I think it will make a difference. But that question can only be answered by the people who did the investigation, whether we are at the right performance level at tertiary education for teachers, at the school, at the Department of Education, at the performance of the parents, the performance of the school, and the performance of the, of the, of the students. And regarding uh, the, the lesson itself, it's the day before, the day on the lesson, and the day after the lesson preparing for exams. When a proper investigation is done and information is obtained in this regard properly, then that question must be answered by the investigation. Has this investigation been conducted uh, to that level in that thoroughness? Thank you so much, Mohammed. Desmond at Adams College in KZN, good morning. Good morning, Guru Sakina. Uh, there's no how are you business here. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, here I I still feel that uh, uh, students from different backgrounds. Well, I don't see the thirty mark, a thirty percent mark is then it will make any difference. I think it's all right. They just leave it there because the bulk of the people at at, at grassroots level they, they they don't have the same elementary uh, background. I think the best thing to do here is the is the educator's performance educators because the IQ will play a role here because people are not the same. Those people who perform very well at school can can get the distinctions and those who can't perform very well can get their 30% and move on. Because I've seen that in, in our experience here that people get to the military through this uh, 30% pass and others get to other uh, diplomas and, 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 and as they grow in much they mature with the, with with knowledge that is very true as you know that in psychology all that comes through that people will mature as they grow so they can perform well later on as they grow in the, in in maturity thank you sakina 
Thank you so much, Desmond. Let me run through a few uh, social media comments as well before I get back to the panel. Uh, Buzwe Bake says, 30% pass mark is possibly contributing to the high rate of tertiary dropouts and therefore it should be increased. Uh, some of the Facebook messages, uh, this one from uh, David Masena says, I'm a teacher in training studying at Central University of Technology in Bloemfontein. Life orientation is not taken seriously, even in our instance in university. The fact that it weighs one point in university is another reason that it needs to be reviewed. It has two internal exams in June and September in grade 12 and simple tasks that actually bore kids. They pass it with distinctions, but it is useless. Let's rather have religious studies compulsory with manuals of different religions as per uh, the different schools. The pass rate must be raised to 50% so that learners can work hard and they are just to relax. That's from uh, David uh, Rabete. And then Nkosim Kize says, pass marks should just be above 60% at least. And Humphrey Mokwena's contribution is that uh, I think it would improve, but such a suggestion should go with some structured interventions. For example, improving the skills of most or all of the teachers in various schools. In the case of Pumalanga rural schools, the government should reintroduce sports activities to occupy students. Only uh, through state interventions can such a suggestion actually yield improvements. Those are some of the comments. Now, uh, Mr. Mkanga, let me start with you in trying to respond to the myriad of uh, questions and comments that have been posed. Yeah, no, I, I agree with those that say the the focus on the pass mark is not necessarily going to be a solution because even at the moment, when you look at the grade 12 results and the number of learners that pass with that minimum pass uh, requirement is, is very low. It's less than 1%, uh, which means uh, the learners that write the grade 12 examinations are not looking to pass uh, at minimum, but they're going for the maximum point. So that indicates that uh, the actual number is not the issue. The issue is the quality of education that they are receiving. But how do you achieve quality education? Is through teacher training, teacher development, which is what we are doing now as a department. We are focusing on, on, on uh, improving the quality of teaching that is taking place inside the classroom, classroom management, curriculum implementation, that is what will improve the the quality of our education. But you also need infrastructure. You need all those other things that you need in the classroom. But the research that uh, the department has received that has been done by uh, external uh, entities indicates that the challenge is, is, in fact, in the classroom in terms of the curriculum. But what, where we are now, we we are at the point where we are, we have now uh, fully implemented uh, the the curriculum, which is not going to change for at least eight to ten years, as per the decision that has been taken by the by the minister and the MECs and the sector, because that is one of the challenges that we have faced as a country. Remember, we come from an era where we had over 17 different education systems, which have been merged into a single education system. So all these things that people are raising, they are valid. Uh, the concerns are valid and we are listening to them because we are all working together as South Africans to design an excellent education system which we wish for. Mm. But we need to work together on that route. And as a department, 
we we are committed to listening to all the input that people will make. That's why even this particular process was open. The task team spoke to people, and people submitted their input. And uh, what they are saying is not their own views, but it's a it's a result or an outcome of the of input that was received from members of the public, just as we are doing today. And and just talking about uh, teachers' competence, because that is being raised uh, over and over again. You talk about, you know, continuous uh, teacher training. But are you satisfied that we are actually, you know, winning that war in terms of getting teachers' content knowledge up to scratch? No, we're getting there. You know, there are so many things that you need to do to fix the education system. We started by ensuring that every child that is of school-going age should be in school. We have achieved that. Now that the kids are in school, what do you do? You feed them through the school nutrition program. You transport them to school. But once they get into the classroom, what happens? Teaching. But are the teachers teaching for the required number of hours? Yes, in some cases. No, in others. So what we are doing now is to say, okay, what happens inside the classroom where the teachers and the learners are confined for at least seven hours a day. And that's where you say, okay, let's look at curriculum implementation. And while you're doing that, you then put in other tools like annual national assessment, which then tells you exactly what is happening. And clearly the results are showing that there are challenges inside the classroom. That's why now we are focusing on teacher development. And even the teachers themselves, through their unions, have acknowledged that things are not the way they should be, that's why they have also established their own teacher training institutes to ensure that their members, the teachers, the educators, defend mm. their, their content knowledge on the subjects that they are teaching. But as a department, we are also conducting an audit right now as we speak to ensure that we find out exactly how many teachers we have that have uh, been trained for what subjects and if and indeed they are teaching those subjects that uh, have been trained to teach. And we are making the necessary movements to ensure that every teacher must teach what they know. And uh, with that, then you'll get your, your quality. But also, when you, you look at uh, the school governing body elections, which are coming next year, one of the training there, we are currently developing a chapter, will be on empowering school governing body members to monitor schools on curriculum implementation because that's where the challenge is. So the teachers as well as the, the school governors, the learners, must know that this, the classroom is, should be a center of engagement, a, a center of, of excellence where all the schoolwork must take place. School, classroom management is another issue. Teachers need to be able to understand the dynamics of managing uh, diverse learners with uh, different uh, learning capacities and uh, to ensure that all those learners that need support get the necessary support so that they're able to pass you see, uh, their, their, their subject. Mr. Mthanga, you know, it, it is uh, comments like the last one that worry me because how do you become a teacher and not know that? and not know how to manage your uh, classroom. But I'm going to pause it there because there are so many other things we need to get through. Um, the, 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 just very briefly, the issue of African languages that Lebu raised, um, Lebu quite upset. You spoke about uh, the SGB elections and how you are looking to empower school governing bodies. But if you could just address that particular question. The African languages, we found that there's... Um 3,700 schools around the country that are not offering any African language. And as a department, we 
have um, come up with what we call the incremental introduction of African languages to ensure that all our public schools offer an African language. And that is going ahead. We have piloted in 2014, and um, uh, this will continue into 2015. And we want to ensure that each and every learner in every school can learn an African language. Um, but, of course, the, 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 the parents themselves, through the school governing body platforms, they will decide which language uh, can be offered uh, in, in particular schools, especially in those areas where there are multiple African languages uh, available, but uh, they will have to decide which one should be offered in the school for purposes of ensuring that the teachers uh, are found that can teach that language. But again, the success of that policy uh, depends on, on the availability of teachers, teachers who have been trained uh, teachers who will be able to, to impart uh, good quality knowledge to the learners so that they are also uh, equipped with the necessary skills to master that language, both in written as well as in spoken. And let me just get to uh, Professor Osman very quickly. Uh, there was a question about master students uh, in your faculty, for example, uh, because uh, the, the, the caller actually identified this as perhaps part of the solution, part of the problem, if you will. And also um, some other issues about teacher competence, but uh, maybe just what you picked up on, Professor Osman, and what you'd like to respond to. Yeah. My line was very weak because there was music playing each time someone spoke, but be that as it may. I mean, I think the feedback coming from the social networks and all um, quite pointed and saying that actually uh, fixing education is a multi-pronged approach. You can see that people are clear about that. It's not just about changing the 30 to 50. I'm also mindful of the fact that uh, Mr. Maslanga has given quite a a deep (coughs) analysis of the very things that have to happen in terms of improvement. But about teacher qualifications and so on, my own view is that I don't think teachers should be, at, at least the pre-service students, in other words, the students who start, who come straight uh, to um, the university to become a teacher after they've just finished matric, I don't think they should exit with just a basic Bachelor of Education. I feel that an honors degree is an absolute essential before they exit the system. Now, some of my colleagues would differ with me. They would say, well, they need to go out there, teach a little bit, learn a little bit, and come back. Coming back, that this doesn't happen with families and so on, so many other prior levels. Yancy, good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm signing from National Science and Technology Forum, and um, we've, we've often had um, complaints about the low level of, of the pass rate, particularly when it comes to maths and science. So we would be in favor of it being um, raised somewhat. However, please don't scrap life orientation. I'll tell you why. Because all indications are that Career guidance at school is woefully lacking. Mm. And kids come out of school not knowing what they're going to do. They even go into grade 10 not knowing what subjects they have to take. They don't get proper advice. Some people get advice to do math literacy when they should be doing math for the kind of ability that they have and the kind of interests that they have. So I would say bolster um, life orientation with career guidance, math literacy, could be integrated with life orientation. Everybody needs math literacy, even those who do mathematics, because the aim of math literacy is totally different from that of mathematics. 
And then there are various other things you can do with it. You can have uh, uh, African languages can be part of life orientation. Why don't we all learn the basics in every um, official language in South Africa? Um, introduction to law and psychology. Those are things that kids don't know about because it's never touched on in, um, in school at all. I tell you what, I love the suggestions from this morning. So what I'm taking away here is we're going to have a debate about life orientation, whether it should or shouldn't remain more pointedly. I'd also like for us to talk about maths and maths literacy and, of course, uh, you know, various other things that we could unpack in a more pointed manner. But thank you so much uh, to our guest this morning, Professor Ruxana Osman, Professor of Education and Dean of the Faculty of Humanities at Wits University and Mr. Elijah Mthanga, spokesperson at the Department of Basic Education. Really appreciate your time this morning. Also to the production team and, of course, you, our listeners, for always participating so fantastically. It's 9 o'clock and time for news with Zikona Miso.